Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Thank you. Well, they must have done okay. All right, first of all, before we get to the cards, you just told me you went on Fox twice. I did. Okay, and that's great. I now did, you... after I became the nominee, for the same reasons. Yeah. I mean, 67 counties in Florida, I know what you know. Now, I will tell you, I have my issues with whether or not they're, like, legit, legit news. Doesn't matter. Uh, but they're nonetheless, all... right. enough of the people in my state believe them to be, and therefore I want right. to use it as a venue. They're definitely not legit news, but the people that's where people are watching. That's right. what matters. That's right. I mean, Bill Clinton started that back when he played the sax on our Hall. Remember, it was like, this is where the yeah. audience is. That's right. Obama went on every show. He went on crazy shows. Two ferns. <laughs> with, and the lady with the crazy lips. I mean, he did a lot of crazy shows. Okay. Uh, are the competing wings of the Democratic Party as divided as they seem, or is the rift exaggerated by the media? I think it's exaggerated. I mean, there, there's definitely different perspectives in the Senate caucus, for example. It goes all the way from Bernie Sanders to Joe Manchin. But the, Senate, the Democrats have always been a big tent. We're always going to argue about issues. But in the end, we always do the right thing for working families. And that's where it, that's where it comes down. When it comes to no. policy, they're actually pretty close. All the candidates want to expand health care. It's a question of how. Um, they all want to address climate change. How fast? On guns, you can go down the list. But it's really emphasis. Who's emphasizing what issues? And to what extent is the cultural, fa- cultural issues playing? And some of that is how you end up seeing who's a progressive, who's considered centrist. It's also how much they take, stick it to the establishment, and that's really about rhetoric and positioning. I'm not sure the Democrats have always done the right thing for the working people. Yeah, no. You, I mean, uh, but for the I, most repealing part, glass, you want to compare to the other side. But I, repealing Glass-Steagall? Yeah. And when, wasn't that Clinton? Yeah. That wasn't... Yeah. Uh, yeah. That didn't yeah. help the working But class. you know what? If you look at... Uh, I think last week the Des Moines... Uh, Iowa uh, Des Moines Register came out uh, and said that 40% of folks who chose Bernie Sanders as their number one chose uh, Joe Biden as a number two. And in reverse, 37% of Joe Biden number ones chose Sanders as a number right. two. So the, yeah. the, so the white guys right. aren't having it so bad this yeah. time. That's true, too. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you think, though, there's, I think it's as much that the, the, where the party is divided, I think, more than anything, is like generational more than it is ideological now. And you see the temperamental difference between, you know, a Nancy Pelosi right now who says, hey, take impeachment off the table, and Congresswoman Talib who's like, just impeach the motherfucker. The attitude... The attitudinal uh, differences between that younger crop of activists who've come in just in this last wave and the older mainstream moderate, there's a big temperamental difference. And on things like impeachment, you can really see that difference is pretty, is pretty significant. Okay. It was a uh, wolf or barking in the yeah. audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's in tight. No? Don't tell me I didn't hear a, a wolf bark in the audience. <laughs> but, you know, out here, that, coyotes, they get everywhere. I tell you, just, if anybody has a little dog, keep it close to you because that wolf will get it. What do you think of the of presidential candidate Pete? Oh, I can't. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Thank you so much. Because I'm going to edge. I, edge. Edge. Twitter. Twitter will go nuts. Need a, edge. Edge. I, need a weird name this year. Buttigieg. Edge. Edge. Buttigieg. I like Budapest, but Buttigieg. <laughs> what do you think of President candidate Pete's suggestion that Democrats pack the Supreme Court? Uh, that is what he is suggesting. Wow. FDR tried that. It didn't work so well. Uh, don't know about that. I will say, as just a shout-out to the courts... And how would it work? I am uh, here tonight with uh, uh, Norman Lear, founder of, oh, of, of People for the American Way Foundation, legend. Yeah. And a great deal... I don't know where you are, Norman, but a great deal of that work happens to be around the, you know, around the courts and making sure we get good justices there, those who are not necessarily 
100% agreement with us but every time, but it'll get how, judges. Do we know how this works? I mean, the Supreme Court does not have to be nine. We right, always right, used to right, think right, that, right, and then when right. they started futzing with it, we learned, oh, no, it couldn't be 15, it couldn't be four. Uh, how would you pack the court? You would have to pass a law to say there are now... It's a piece of legislation. Yeah. It's that simple. I mean, that's... It really is that simple? Yeah. It's, wow. It's a legislative change. I mean, I imagine this would be challenged in court, yeah. and so who knows what comes of it. But this is also one of the hallmarks of progressives versus moderates. Progressives are saying, the system's so effing broken, we have to do radical things to you change it. You can say fucking... It. Like, yeah, it's... I, I, yeah, I just... Yeah, the, yeah. the training, I, I have... It's just like 17 you. years but, 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 but where does it stop? I mean, so we go yeah, from yeah. 9 to 15, right. and then the next... Right. No, it's takes terrible. over in 15 it's, no, to 27, and... We're already halfway to a banana republic. We don't need to... Senator, how did you manage to survive the 2018 midterms when many of your moderate colleagues lost their elections and Trump targeted you over and over? I mean, he was unrelenting. We talked about health care early. We went all over the state. I listened to people and the ideas I thought were bona fide, whether they're for my party or not, we took back and tried to put them into effect. And we talked about that. And, uh, and I had a pretty strong brand uh, from a Montanan perspective, and the guy I was running against didn't. So it was, it was just, it was just the, hard work. The, the, the same way Gillum or anybody runs for office. You go out there and you bust it for as long but as I, you have I would to imagine bust it. in Montana you feel like you're already five lengths behind your competition just because you have the D next to your name. So it is a bit of a, so, a badge of dishonor. Look, it, it's a red state. It tends, it'll tend to vote Republican if you don't give them a reason to vote Democrat. We gave right. them a reason to vote Democrat. You got, a third, did. you got a third term governor in his state who's also uh, who's a thir- third term. In that red state, who's a Democrat. Right. And I think it goes, actually, interestingly, it goes back to this thing you were talking about with Hickenlooper earlier, right? Which is, the, what, what's so ridiculous about the Hickenlooper question is, here's this multimillionaire who made millions of dollars by starting these, this brew pub empire in Colorado. Mm-hmm. The guy's a capitalist in every bone in his body. Right. Right? You, you ask him the question, and he immediately goes into... Trying to figure out, I should say this, because if I, if I say capitalist, I'm going to lose part of the party. He's calculating and trying to figure it out. The reason Tester wins... <laughs> Why didn't you bring that up when I said it on the show? Well, <laughs> but the reason, Tester, the reason Tester wins in Montana, if you go up and spend time with him, is that everybody in the state looks at him and goes, he's not a Democrat, he's not a Republican, he's Tester. That's right. We know who right. that guy is. And that's the same reason why the governor there wins, because there's authenticity right. to it. They're voting for him, not for the party label. Right. You're and your that own, authenticity your is and, and if John, John brings up a very good point, if you're sitting there as a candidate thinking, gosh, well, how do I answer this question because it might cost me votes over here or there, you're going to lose. Yeah, I, right. And I see that in a lot of Democrats already. I don't see a big improvement in how they're, how they're running. But one last question. Um, Montana, two senators, uh, California... Two senators. That's the way the forefathers <laughs> geniusly thought it yeah. up. But, like but we have like 40 million people, and you, you have. I know, many, but I've many got many... a million marvelous people. In my <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.